Welcome to Women's Wellness Podcast with Lucy Catino and Nahal Horn, where we are tackling mommy stress one wellness practice at a time. This is a podcast for women seeking to rebrand ourselves while incorporating our gifts and talents in our new professional identities. We provide listeners with wellness and coping strategies as we navigate our lives. Together, we will elevate with a holistic healing and empowering approach to catching our bliss. Today, we are so excited to discuss this topic, um, you know, on how our family dynamics impact our mental health, right? So Mm -hmm. we will be sharing some healthy boundary tips and also some self-care tips that are very important and that we are you know, learning to cultivate in our own personal lives. So I have my lovely co-host here with me today. Nahal, how are you feeling? Hello. <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling really good. I feel like the spring is totally putting me in a good mood with the sunshine and the flowers. Maybe not the pollen with the allergies, but I'm feeling very grateful that the warm weather is upon us and we can all go out and have picnics before the cicadas get here, of course. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, that it's really, in, it's, um, it's hopeful. And, you know, you mm-hmm. have all these pretty flowers to look at and, you know, mm-hmm. the sun is shining and it just feels, it feels really hopeful. I'm with you on that. I just, mm-hmm. I'm all for pretty things and sunshine and, open air so yeah definitely feeling great about that so I'm also feeling great about this topic that we are about to dive so deep into because it's something that we don't really consider how that's impacting our own wealth mental uh health and 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 also our well-being you know our childhood traumas our upbringing so I want us to share some of our experiences around that. So I'll kind of let you lead the way and give us some sure. insights. I, what does this all mean to you? Mm. So I, you know, my whole life, I've always been a constant seeker, seeker of like knowledge, seeker to figure out who I really am, why I'm here in this world. And, you know, if you're someone like me, who's always on a mission to just find out the truth of, of just life in general, I feel like a lot of times that really stems from your childhood um, and really not having a deep sense of who you are because you were trying to please your parents. So I will raise my hand right now and say, I'm definitely guilty of being a, a person who's always wanted to please their parents, you know, because, um, I always had this sense of, oh my goodness, did this just, hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, you were so quiet. No, okay. no, but totally you might need- listening. <laughs> you totally might- listening. Because you might I'm, need to edit also, this out. <laughs> I can so relate. Like, I can, I can so relate to what you're saying. It's almost like you're sharing my words, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. See- there's, there's like the inner critic in me. I was like, is anybody listening? It got so quiet. Like, uh-huh. See, growing- that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. That is funny. But, um, so I'm a first generation from immigrant parents. And anybody who has immigrant parents, I know mm-hmm. you actually immigrated here, right, Lucy? 
I did. I did. I immigrated here when I was five years old. You know, wow. my mom was an immigrant in this country, not yes. knowing the language, just the custom. Like it, it was just a lot of things going on and having to adapt to a whole new world way of life. Totally. So, yeah, absolutely. And when you have that mindset of being in a completely different place than what you're used to, you go into like a survival kind of uh, mode. So for me, you know, like um, growing up with parents who are of, of Indian descent, you know, achievement um, is every single is everything. It's what you do really and how you can bring prestige and honor to the family is is everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's unlike the parenting of today or at least parents um, who have a more holistic approach and want to, you know, want to bring out your child's gifts. Like I know in the Montessori program, they want the child to kind of lead the way Mm -hmm. so they can kind of see who the child is at their core and their own natural talents. No, that's not the way it was. You will be a doctor, a lawyer, a professional um, professor or something that will bring a lot of um, honor to the family. So Mm -hmm. growing up, you know, I always had all of that pressure to want to you know, make good grades, make sure my parents were happy with me. Um, you know, it was, it was wanting to please them. And I feel like a lot of people with first generation or immigrants themselves have, you know, they have that mindset and it, it could do a lot of good. But um, honestly, I think like a lot of times when we strive our whole life to achieve, to please and, and um, impress others, then we really are losing sight of who we really are and in a way abandoning ourselves yeah absolutely right does that make sense oh yeah that makes total sense and i do know like that's a whole level that's a whole nother level of pressure and i totally get that because it's almost like you you already somebody's already telling you how it is that you should live your life and what mm-hmm. if that's not how you want to live your life and then there's that whole thing where I don't want to disappoint my parents mm-hmm. and you know seem like I'm a failure in their eyes and things like that so and sometimes it's as serious as you being disowned you know oh, yeah. so yeah so there's a lot of that I fortunately don't know that kind of pressure because Uh, My culture doesn't really, um, you know, we don't like my mom never said to me, I expect you to become a doctor and this and that. And she being an artist herself was always like, oh, I want you to be, you know, I want you to be the best, the best you can be at anything or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you decide to do. So she's always been really supportive in my ventures and whatever it is that I wanted to do. Like I'm such an artist and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh mom, I have this idea and I'm planning on doing this and I'm going back to school (laughs) and I'm changing my mind. And she's always like, well, you know what, Lucy, you can do anything you want to do. So I've always had that. Yeah, which is beautiful. But then on the flip side of that, there's always that also that pressure. I'm the oldest uh, child, um, the oldest of four for Mm. my mom. And so I always had that pressure of like, you know, just being the good example, setting the good example, and just like that whole thing of wanting to be seen 
and wanting to succeed and whatever that that meant yeah you know like whatever society deemed to be the 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 vision and the picture of 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 um success and also her being an immigrant you know she had her own set of expectations for us her children you know right. you come to this country you get educated you get a good job mm-hmm. you make good money you buy property and you know and i've done some of those things but not all of them and right. you know and i'm you know of a certain age and she has these expectations of me where she wishes that i was at a certain point in my life and i'm like you know so we always go back and forth with that but i've kind of like let go of that a little bit and i'm just like well i'm going to live my life according to my standards and what makes me happy and what makes sense for me and once i kind of like decided that for myself i've noticed that she's kind of relaxed more and trusts me more in terms of my decision and you know and now when i come to her and i'm very like firm and adamant about what it is that i'm doing here this is what i'm doing and not really having an explanation but that this is the decision that i've made and this is why i'm doing well you know just doing it that way so i think it kind of like has made it easier for both of us and also has given her more confidence in me because she's like well she's always going to do something that makes sense for her it might not make sense for me but it's going to make sense for her and whatever her idea of success or whatever it she has in mind is going to work out for her so but that yeah so that's how and but i had to settle into that within myself and that is not you know that's not like being desperate to be seen or to be validated by others i feel like i'm at a point in my life where i don't need that as long mm-hmm. as i'm doing the work and, yes, and what I'm passionate about and serving in, in, in the way that I want to serve, that's all that matters to me. Do you think age has something to do with that? Do you think like reaching a point if maturity has kind of allowed those um, desires to kind of fall away? Yeah, definitely. Experience coupled with wisdom. You know, mm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like um, a lot of my experiences have... uh have uh, provided me with so much wisdom and therefore yeah. I'm at a place like I've I've done a lot of things you know hoping that it would give me a sense of um feeling of happiness and achievement and all those things that I've done have been great but then and I always talk with with my partner about this we talk about this all the time it's like we you know we set all these goals <laughs> thinking that we're going to get there and I'm going to arrive there and all of a sudden I'm going to feel great and but then I'm mm-hmm. like you never feel great you know like I've mm-hmm. used this comparison this analogy a lot is when I give when I give talks right when I I'm pumped up I'm on the stage and I'm I'm talking to an audience and I'm like that adrenaline rush is kicking in and I'm feeling great but then I get off the stage and I'm like well I'm still Lucy 
<laughs> you know, yeah. my mom is still going to call me and talk about whatever. My kids are still calling me mommy. And I'm still like, yeah, I'm still going home and I'm still cleaning my kitchen. Like, you know, I'm still, <laughs> you know, it's just like reality kicks in and you're like, you know what? If that's what we're always looking for, constantly mm-hmm. that chase of like, you know, reaching that that level of oh my god I'm gonna do these things and it's gonna make me feel happy and I'm gonna feel like another person and right that's not it's not accurate so I'm kind of like shedding that a little bit and it's making my life a lot more it just feels a lot more peaceful to just create Mm. without having the expectations and to create and being in the moment and enjoying the journey and yes. saying, you know, I'm doing this because I really enjoy it. Like, I've finally found my, like, that calling, if you will, um, that sense of purpose. So that, to me, is everything. And it doesn't matter who is watching. Oh, that is so powerful right there. It doesn't matter who's watching. Mm-hmm. That's when we know. Um, our true talents, our true passions are coming out. So I agree with that. And it's so lovely to know that you've reached that level. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that gives that gives everyone listening like hope if they feel like they haven't found whatever you want to call purposes or direction, because it's okay to take as long as you want to figure out what you want to do in life or what makes you happy. Like It's absolutely start- okay. Yeah. It's absolutely people- okay. Yeah. Even if it takes you till you're like 80 years old, you know? You know who I think about when I think about that and it's so inspiring is Louise Hay. You know, she started oh goodness, her, yes. her, uh, um, her company at the age of what, 60 something years old. Wow. And we still, <laughs> we still listen to her. Her words and her spirit still lives on and it will live on forever. Absolutely. And when I think about age and not having arrived, not being on time or whatever the case may be. I think about people like that. And I, I agree. I have another really great um, example. I think that he was in his eighties. He -hmm. was an Indian runner. Well, he started, he picked up running marathons, I think in his late seventies and he has run marathons into his eighties. So that's amazing. I mean, yeah, that That, is amazing. that gives me hope that I yeah, can pick no, up running. Seriously, yeah, and, or anything that it is that you want to do. And that's yeah. perfectly okay. You are, I like to say, you are always on time. You are right on time. Yes. Um, and let's Absolutely. not forget that. Yeah. So going back to, you know, how family dynamics impacts our mental health. Um, yeah. I think our upbringing, you know, the structure within our, our um you know, our immediate families, you know, I grew up, um, my father passed away when I was five years old. So I didn't have mm. a, de- a father figure for a, li- a while until my stepfather came along, um, which he was an incredible man. You know, he came along when I was like around seven, eight years old. And he really helped to shape and mold me at that very delicate um, age and time in my life. You know, he, he instilled in me a lot of great values. Um, he, you know, kind of like empowered me and 
you know, just reminded me of how amazing I was and how important it was to to educate myself and to be self-sufficient. And so, Mm. you know, what my, him and my mom being together at that time, it really helped to shape me. And when I think about my life and the way that I went and my value, my core values, I know that at the, that had a lot to do with it. Wow, so he what a had blessing. A, yeah, he was a complete blessing in my life. You know, he filled me up so much at that time. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, my mom and him did not remain together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I, you know, I was again in, in, in uh, growing up in the household with one parent. My mom is just an amazing, strong woman. She did everything she could possibly do to give myself and my siblings everything that you know we 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 could possibly have I never feel like I lacked Mm -hmm. anything but there was always that you know that void that void of like needing a father figure and like having a a a strong male figure uh, around and that's why I you know and I know this is why I began to get involved with um, men at a very young age. You know, my first boyfriend was four years older than I. We ended up having children together. And it was just like I was in college. I was not ready. Like I was just like trying to rush, you know, things. And But I think it wasn't so much trying to rush things. I think I was looking for um, a love, love from a man. And I confused it with like, you know, having to be in a relationship and having children because there was a a huge hole that I had inside me and then try to fulfill it in in a lot of unhealthy ways. So that really impacted me a lot. Um, The whole dynamics of how, you know, how my childhood turned out, you know, um, unfortunately. So I know that a lot of people do share uh, very similar stories but absolutely yeah what I want to say is just be gentle with yourself and take your time to heal now that you know and understand what you know what was happening what's going yes. on and why you yes. you made the choices that you made um, you made them with the with the awareness and the consciousness that you had at the time and we get to evolve and learn and make better choices so I do want to say that. Yeah. That's so true. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many listeners will have, you know, will be able to relate to that. Like one person household or step parent. And in your case, you had a positive experience of a step parent. I did. I did. I don't think, yeah, usually you don't hear a lot about those. You hear a lot about the opposite, you know, the opposite. And then the opposite, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was in a relationship with someone and my daughter um, very recently had shared with me how mm-hmm. traumatic that experience was for her, how, oh you know, God. she felt like, you know, he was very like abusive, mentally mm-hmm. abusive in a lot of ways, because like it was a lot of silent treatment, a lot of like he one day he would be her friend and like be nice to her. And then the next day he would like not talk to her or like, you know, it was just like all these ups and down moments that made her, you know, it made her very anxious, she said. And, you know, and she recently shared this with me after years 
um, from being that being out of that relationship and how it impacted her. You know, and I realized this at the time, and that's why I'm no longer in that relationship. But I didn't, yeah. I guess I didn't realize the gravity of the situation and how much it impacted my girls um, having to live with a step parent like him. So we really have to um, be more careful about we bring into our lives you know yes. especially when we have children um, we don't really know how that's going to impact them in the long run you know fortunately I've been able to have her in therapy you know I mm -hmm. um, I even try to guide and counsel her myself um, and studying to become a therapist myself I'm a lot better yes. in knowing how to listen to her and address her 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 concerns and kind of like right. helping her navigate through her feelings and what really really like really pierced me and like made me really sad is you know when I said to her it's okay to cry you know if you have to um you know express how you're feeling through your, your you know crying that's absolutely okay and healthy and then she said lastly to me she said I just don't have any more tears to, to shed for him. Oh, and I was like, wow, you know, that's really powerful. So let's just be mindful. Yes. You know, it's on, a good message. It's a good message. And it was a great message for me. And I received it and I got it. Um, and I was like, wow, all I could say is I understand. You know, I totally understand, but it's... and what a powerful thing to say to your daughter as a mother, you mm -hmm. know, that you understand that you, you are listening to her. That is mm -hmm. a gift in mm -hmm. uh, of itself. Mm -hmm. It is. You it's know, a gift for both want... of us. Yeah. Yes. We just want to be understood. We just want to be heard. Yeah. We want to be heard and, and mm -hmm. seen and, and I want to give her that. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I think I definitely think that we all, whether or not we had the most perfect childhood or not, have things that we could could heal in our in our lives or our lives could we could go to the next level in our lives if we pay attention to that wounded inner child, you know, or inner child in general. It doesn't have to mean be a wounded inner child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be that. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So I do want to share out some boundary setting. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do we create boundaries around, um, you know, our family dynamics and, and, and for our own well-being? And we do want to offer some, you know, some tips that we have learned and we're exercising ourselves. Still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. but you know, it definitely helps to, to ease a lot of um, a lot of discomfort and a lot of confusion um, within ourselves. And as we're we're healing ourselves as well. Right. So yes. the first one. Right. So um, you and I discussed is learning to say no, you know, so powerful, <laughs> so powerful one. It's a one word sentence. You don't yeah. need to explain yourself. You don't need to feel sorry about it simply saying no not today you know yeah. not right now I don't have the time 
and um and, and being okay with that. that and being absolutely okay with that that's probably <laughs> the hardest, hardest one for me I don't know about you Nahal but oh, yeah um, yeah not an easy one but definitely something that's attainable and um it's very beneficial absolutely so yeah so yes and the second one is not feeling like you have to respond to your text messages phone calls Mm-mm, when no. somebody calls you you know <laughs> especially when we see a text message it's like oh my goodness i have to respond to this person like what no you know you actually don't you know you Mm-mm. don't I have a great tip for that. So I actually have my phone go right into bedtime. It's like bedtime mode or nighttime mode mm-hmm. where it'll go to do not disturb after eight. So after mm-hmm. eight, it doesn't even let me see my messages, Beautiful. Um, which is great. And another good tip is there is a app that you can download to send messages later, like schedule them. Like maybe someone texts you and you don't want to respond right away you can start writing your text message or fit, complete it and then have it be sent like the day after or two days after or however long. I love long. that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like, good I mean, for organizing too because sometimes like yeah. I'll see a message and I'll intend to respond mm-hmm. and then if I don't respond right away, I'll forget and it'll be Absolutely. like days later and mm-hmm. I just, and I was like, oh my goodness, I never responded to that. My intention was to. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good way too because I mean, we get busy and like mm-hmm. it just, things happen but that's a good one and just prioritizing yourself and saying, you know what, this is not a priority right now and I'll get to it when I have even the the mental capacity to do so because you don't bandwidth yeah exactly it might be drained and tired at the moment and it's not a good time and sometimes people will text you something and you're like well I can't really find the words and the reply right now and I need some time to process and think about it before I respond and I think that's really responsible way yeah I think that is so mature that and is mature. Could do that rather than ghost or take a week to respond. Exactly. Like if you can do that, that's actually healthy. And I think that's the mm-hmm. avoidance thing. People try to avoid things, and then yes. it ends up being a, a a thing where you're ghosting someone, and then months mm-hmm. go months after you're like, "Wow, this is awkward. I can't even like get back to this message anymore." And yeah. so, yeah, let's just be, you know mature about things and how we both because life you can't avoid life <laughs> no you know. it's better just to face it head on yeah get things out of the way mm-hmm. yeah face what you is your fear and on the other side of fear is usually liberation like liberation yeah, peace yeah. And liberation absolutely mm-hmm. yeah so the third one is turn off your people pleasing <laughs> <laughs> mm, isn't that a, hard, a good one <laughs> that's a great one because i'm still right? working on that. oh my gosh me too and this isn't just for family dynamics because yes of course we all want to please our parents it's also for like your friendships it's for acquaintances it's for your like your your marriage like the best like the best way to just have a healthy relationship is to know the difference between people pleasing and doing something out of like genuine wanting to do it. And people can always feel the difference. Like when you genuinely want to talk, want to do something, want to make an effort. Whereas, you know, if you're people pleasing, usually, you know, it's a good intention, but if it dreams you and you're not going to be able to 
give your all to it, then why even bother? Yeah, and then it becomes disingenuine. It's not even absolutely anymore. And then you yes. end, probably end up resenting it. Exactly. Yeah. And and that is that's what leads to breakdowns. A relationship mm-hmm. is a resentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it festers, and then like you're like, well, why am I so resentful? And it's not so much of because of the person, but it's like. It's these expectations that you have put upon yourself. Yes, or doing too much when you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to be honest about that. So that's a good one. (laughs) Exclamation point on that one, right? I love it. All right, give me me another one. Yeah, so the last one is managing your expectations. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. Because I feel like if you can under promise and then over deliver, like in any scenario in life, you're always going to leave. It's always going to end better rather Mm -hmm. than or or if you're going to a situation like with a mom that, you know, is with a topic that's going to end up in a fight, you might want to manage your expectations, you know, know the person's personality, go in ready to, um, you know, be a neutral, be as neutral as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Be a neutral. neutral. Yeah. 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 Neutrality. It's probably the best way to go into a situation because if you're too excited, you don't want to be let down. And if you're kind of already down, you're going to add that energy to the, to the dynamic, to the, the conversation. Yeah. And I do want to add this one too, because this is something I had to catch myself and I, I do it often, still do it is, um, the ex- expecting people to do things that you would do, how you would do them. Oh, that's and a great we one. we cannot do that. And we have to... No. Yeah, we can't do Cannot that. keep the score. We cannot no. keep the score. We can't. And so I am, I'm working on that. I am too, actually. I think as like a friend, I like to go above and beyond with mm-hmm. you know, any kind of friendship I have. And sometimes everyone is going through their own thing and is not and they're not able to give as much at that time maybe Mm -hmm. you know and maybe yeah and you can't really take it personally so and you can't hold it against that either yeah exactly Exactly. yes yes because these are all like lessons that can be applied to any relationship it's not just family relationships which i love yeah i do love that too just relationships in general right so Mm -hmm. yes Yes. Including so. our, the ones with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to end this by offering some little self-care tips that we are working on um, mm-hmm. that we're exercising is um, one we talked about was learning to reparent ourselves. I'll let you kind of expound on that a little bit. Yes, sure. So actually, the term reparent is something that I learned from the holistic psychologist who's on Instagram. Her mm-hmm. name is Dr. Le- Nicole LaPera. Shout she, out to Dr. She is yes. amazing. Just, oh my goodness, amazing. Amazing. Yes. She's done so much in the work on the world of like um, trauma and releasing trauma through reparenting yourself, meaning going back to the inner wounded child. And, um, or it's the inner critic, the voice of your mom or dad that always told you, you weren't doing this right or that right, or, you know, whatever was causing you to have self doubt, 
And just going back to that little child and telling them it's not their fault, that they are lovable, that they are worthy exactly as they are. And we all are. We're absolutely worthy. And we don't have to do anything on the outside or create or be achieve anything to be loved. And like whatever it is that is your own inner wounding, going back and just being the parent that you wanted, that you wished you had if you know, your parent was a little more critical or um, wasn't able to be there the way that you needed at the time of, you know, being a kid. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can do that. You can give that to yourself now as an adult. Absolutely. And there is part of the process that's really important, and that is grieving the parent Mm. that you didn't have. Mm. So acknowledging that first and letting yourself grieve and experience all the emotions that may come up, um, you know, anger, hurt, abandonment, and then going back and saying, hey, you know, our parents did the best they could at the time with the knowledge that they had, with the resources that they had. It's never, it's usually never an intentional, malicious um, intention on the part of our parents. No. You know what I mean? It's not at all. It's not. They're only, they're, a lot of times they're acting out of their own inner wounding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's having like, the grief and then going through like this, the compassion for them and then going to, okay, so how do I make this better for myself and going back and being that mom or dad that you needed for yourself. And I and just, like to say, right. Uh, really looking at our parents as human beings. Like once yeah. we start to look at them as a mm-hmm. full human being, it like the ball, the, like the <sighs> light goes on and it's like, Oh wow. my gosh. It is so powerful. Mm-hmm. When I think of my mom being here in this country with no family, mm-hmm. all her family was overseas. She was alone, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in this new culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's a lot to take on, you know, that's a lot. a lot to take on for yourself as a woman and a mother and a wife internally. Mm-hmm. And then having to, you know, also hold space for your child and this new country so absolutely yes a lot of compassion (laughs) a lot of compassion a lot of it um secondly shutting off our inner critics um you know voices and and things that we might have heard um from our primary caregiver you know just really shutting those off and not yes like taking them as our reality in our truth right it's not our truth yeah yeah agreed do you have Mm -hmm. like a tip or a practice that um you go to like your go-to for turning off the inner critic yeah i i flipped that with um affirmations positive affirmations you know reminding myself okay um you know speaking kindly to myself you're beautiful you're worthy you're exceptional you know just like affirmations like that um, I love that. You know, just just you know, whenever you feel like those inner critics coming in, just flip it and remind yourself, like even reminding yourself of like all your great accomplishments and what you have been able to do, and not mm. only do, but how far you are, you are, you have come in your healing journey. Like you know, all the that. yeah, all the work that you're doing um like celebrate those because those are i mean that's in itself it's a great achievement you know um you know um you're you're here to to um stop the cycle 
this this cycle um and that's and you're doing great work and remind yourself constantly of the great work that you're doing i love it i love that you said stop the cycle i agree a lot of it's like passed down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and it's like ancestral trauma healing in a Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. in a way and then and then the beautiful thing is that your your children can benefit from that as well and they and what are a gift. benefiting that. And that is the greatest gift you can give them. That's like their inheritance. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, truly it is. And what great inheritance. That's like the biggest wealth you can ever have. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you know, be gentle and loving with yourself. You know, yes. that's something I've had, like, I've had to learn to do. It's like, Stop punishing yourself. Right. You know, how would you treat your children? How would you treat your friend that comes to you in a time of need, in a time of crisis, in a time mm-hmm. of just wanting to be held? Would you turn mm-hmm. them away and say, well, shame on you. You didn't Mm-mm. do them. No, you would embrace them. You would coddle them and you would yeah. reassure them and love them. And exactly. so do that for yourself. I love it. And we all have the ability to do that. We just need to do it. We just need to do it. So I hope that you're loving yourself. I hope that, you know, you're caring for yourself um, because that's where everything starts from. You know, it's that whole mentality of, of, of putting the, the mask on first. And, and yes. this is what this, this is all about. You know, it's not selfish it's not self-consuming it's actually selfless because you have so much more than to give to everyone else and you can be you know like just a big force of light in this world Mm. and that's what you're here to 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 be so let's continue to do that (laughs) i love it those are some beautiful truth bombs that you just laid on us right now lucy (laughs) oh thank you and thank you Thank, thank you. you for your words of wisdom and thank you for being here. I'm sure that our listeners are going to find so much value and please do again, message us and let us know, you know, just share out your own journey and also just let us know what you were able to, um, what jewels you were able to gather from this. We would love, love to hear from you. Um, you can reach out to us um, via my Instagram page at loose, L-U-C-E dot inspiration. We're always here to listen, to connect. Um, I was sending you all so, so, so much love until the next time. Yes. Remember, we drop an episode every month every uh, first Thursday of each month. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Much love. Much love.